Chris Pissarides, Regius Professor of Economics here at LSC, also professor in Cyprus, I think, and Hong Kong, author of a book, Equilibrium on Employment Theory, for which, among other works, I imagine the Nobel Prize is the result. That was the main work, yes. I think there's a paradox in your work. On the one hand, I see you arguing at a moral level against inequality and against poverty, and the two are not the same, but passionately against both. On the other hand, your economic theory appears to encourage inequality or, if not impoverishment, some consequences like that. Liberalise services, encourage high wages and services, keep them labour markets flexible, private care and health, minimum wage okay, but it mustn't get too high. Is this a fair comment? Yes, I'm glad you read all those things, actually. I don't think I've ever met anyone else who saw the, com the, the combination of the things I said, but they're all consistent, of course, with each other, because my basic approach is that what will get us out of poverty and will make everyone better off is productivity growth mm -hmm. and well-functioning markets. And mm -hmm. the way to get productivity growth in well-functioning markets is to liberalize services, like we said, not too high a minimum wage, it's basically to allow the free market uh, to, to operate. Now, what my work shows, especially my more formal mathematical work on unemployment, is that when you do that, you are going to get some people falling through the net as unemployed, and you are going to get wage inequalities. So there is a role for government there, and therefore I've passionately always argued that government should not step back from the economy, but it should get in and try and help low incomes and help the unemployed I totally get that reindustrialization is not the answer. Services broadly constituted. I totally get that. What I'm anxious about is that it becomes the guys with the good education, men and women and so on, and then a bunch of dog walkers and carers mm -hmm. who are serving coffee, and mm -hmm. there's a kind of what I think we might even have called a kind of backward sector, which is work, but it's not job choice, is it? It's servicing the rich. Well, in the old days, 19th century industrialization. You had the, the, the Wedgwoods and the Fords in, the, in, in America, and then you had all those endless lines of assembly workers. Nowadays, we're not going to get those because all those jobs have been automated, but, we'll, but we're going to get the equivalent in services. We're going to get the, the CEO of Apple Corporation earning half a billion, but at the same time, we're going to get all those endless demonstrators in the Apple shops and so on, who earn $30,000 yeah. a year. Yeah, yeah Which that's is the reality of work. Now, maybe a better way to get it is Scandinavian model. Because you go into all these complicated, if I may say so, things about the market and so on, but one or tw once or twice you say, we might maybe reach their level in the end, the Scandinavians' level. Yes. And they're the happiest people and the richest people and so on. What they've got is high tax. Are you a closet social democrat, do you think? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I wouldn't call myself a closet. I would call, I would call myself an open social democrat. So high taxes is the way to get it, which invests in education, I, well, health and so on and delivers happiness. It would be good if we discovered the perfect world which provides good quality basic services to everyone high incomes for the low-skilled, and we didn't have the t to tax. But I cannot see how we can provide th th that world. And the Scandinavians have found a good model in that they have free markets, almost as free as in the UK and United States. They have slightly higher taxation than uh, what we have, because they don't have the National Health Service that uh, absorbs so much uh, tax here and 
other services, but they provide even more services uh, there in, uh, through the state. And, and they've reached a, a good compromise mm-hmm. between the free market and, and the social democratic. I mean, let me give you an example of, of a disastrous case. Italy has as high taxes as Scandinavia, but they go to pay civil servants and politicians. They're the most highly paid in the world. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so they don't provide the services, and yet they have the high taxes. You're not using the example of Greece. You were one of a no. number of people who wrote a letter to the FT. Supposing it's having an influence. I'm from Ireland. How will the Irish, the Portuguese, the Spaniards feel if Greece does a special deal, which is a sort of moratorium on debt, a renegotiation and so on, and a massive investment, a reward for what the other countries forbore from doing? Would that be how it would be interpreted? Well, number one, it would be good for the Greek economy. And what's good for the Greek economy? It's good for Europe as a whole. In the future, it uh, it, it will repay, it will pay back. If we keep giving them money and telling them, you know, here is a little bit more money because you can not go into open markets, but it's under such and such and such conditions, then we'll never get out of this uh, Mm -hmm. situation. And two, I repeated a number of of times, but I don't think many people buy it, but I don't know why. When we we agreed to get into a European Union and into a single currency, we didn't agree to get in as independent governments and countries that were going to pursue our own interests and, and push the others as much as we can so as to get our interests. We go in as partners. Yeah. You know, when, when you form a marriage, you don't, you don't marry someone thinking, ah, from now on I'm going to argue with my spouse yeah. to get as much as I can out of uh, her or, or, or him. You know, you go for a sort of joint maximization. What, what are you proud, you've had an amazing career, if I may say so. What are you proudest of in your life? One thing. Well, I'm proudest of, for my, for my unemployment theory, actually, because I see other people using it, and I see it being applied successfully in many, in many countries, in many governments, and, and it does good to the unemployed. We understand it better. I mean, I've also seen people criticize me very heavily for it, in, especially people from the far left. They don't realize that, as you say, I'm a, I am a closet lefty, really. <laughs> but, <laughs> Christopher Threedis, thank you very much for subjecting yourself to the Geerty Grilling. It was a pleasure. <laughs>